considered stepping down. He told journalists at the Downing Street Garden that he believes he didn't break rules by driving to Durham to be with his family while suspecting he could have COVID-19. He says he needed to ensure he had childcare nearby. Dominic Cummings explained why he went to Barnard Castle after going to Durham and as he recovered from suspected coronavirus. My wife was very worried, particularly given my eyesight had seemed to have been affected by the disease. She did not want to risk a nearly 300-mile drive with our child, given how ill I had been. We agreed that we should go for a short drive to see if I could drive safely. We drove for roughly half an hour and ended up on the outskirts of Barnard Castle Town. Foyle MP Colm Eastwood says the stay-at-home message was not complex. He says no one could reasonably interpret that as a green light to travel to Durham and then further to a beauty spot to test your eyesight. There are concerns the story distracts from the government's main message and makes people feel like they can ignore official advice. This man in Bewley in Worcestershire thinks that could be the case. They expect us people to do what we're doing in a civil way and yet that man can get in his car, travel 500 mile round trip and face no consequences. In other news, two people have died in separate incidents along the Cornwall coast. A teenage girl was pronounced dead after an inflatable boat overturned near Weybridge at about half past two this afternoon. At about the same time, a man died in Padstow after being pulled from the water by a member of the public. And Queen guitarist Brian May has urged people to get themselves checked out if they think they have heart issues. He's revealed he's had a small heart attack while being treated for an accident. The 72-year-old says doctors found three blocked arteries after he went to see them because of agonising pain due to a ripped muscle. That's the latest. I'm Kevin Gover.
yeah. You better do something about it, cause you nothing without it. And I can see your doubts, you whisper dreams, you gotta shout it, mount it. And ride your future today, and ride it good like you should, and don't be slipping away. You're sitting on the sloth's throne, you do nothing. You're chilling on top of the sloth's throne, doing nothing. You're going around yourself, cause you're a star to none. To be a diamond in the dirt, I go back to square one. I'm on the late night, come and get I'm on that ripped jeans, cigarette And the whole world stops us turning As the love fills up our lungs I'm on that club round battle scars I'm on that 3 a.m. bazaar And the whole world stops us turning As the love fills up our lungs Feeling tight, 
about getting to doctor, hospital or any other social care appointments. The Think Project, spelt with a C, can provide transport advice for attending your appointment. Please call Think on 01467 536 Monday to Friday, 9am to 4pm. That is 01467 536 Stagecoach bus services in this area will be continuing to operate reduced timetables until further notice. Full details on these temporary adjustments are available online at stagecoachbus.com. Our travel shops will also be closed until further notice. And if you're travelling by bus during this time and you're able to, please pay the driver using contactless. From all of us at Stagecoach, we thank you for your patience and understanding. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. 
Hello, Mike Marwick here on Martins FM, inviting you to join me for On The Weekend, live on Sunday mornings at the brand new time of 10am. It's two hours of a whole mix of music, folk, country, Americana, album tracks, old 45s, including music from the likes of Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, Van Morrison, The Corries, it's a bit of everything, all designed to keep your weekend feeling good. Hope you can join me here on Mearns FM, live on Sundays from 10 till noon for On The Weekend. Your voice, your music, your radio. Mearns FM. Mearns FM. Never saw it as the start. Small change of heart. Rapping on the windows, whistling down the chimney pot. Blowing up the dust in the room where I forgot. I laid my plans in solid rock Stepping through the door like a troubadour While just an hour away Looking at the trees on the roadside Feeling it's a holiday But you and I should the coast Wind up in our favorite coast Just miles away Sucking on the number 10 Rolling on the floor with the cigarette burns wanting I miss the crush and I'm home again Stepping through the door with an iron star While I'm just an hour away Stepping to the sky and the star bright Feeling it's a brighter day You and I should ride the coast And wind up in our favorite coast Just miles away
Newshub, I'm John Francis. The government introduces strict quarantine rules to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phase return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads, and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. Good evening. The government's introduced strict rules for people entering the UK. From June the 8th, anyone entering the country will have to spend two weeks in quarantine. Anyone who breaks the rules will face a fine. The move's been criticised by the airline industry. And one question to Home Secretary Priti Patel is why now? The answer as to why we're bringing these measures in now is simple. It is to protect that hard-won progress and prevent a devastating resurgence in the second wave of the virus.
We are following the science and introducing public health measures that are supported by SAGE. This will require international arrivals to self-isolate for 14 days. That is the incubation period of the virus. So that if people have become infected overseas, we can limit the spread of the virus at home. And as we are taking this action, we are taking it at a time when it will be the most effective. Passengers' arrivals have been down by 99% compared to the previous year. Now we are past the peak of this virus, we must take steps to guard against imported cases, triggering a resurgence of this deadly disease. And as the transmission rate across the United Kingdom falls and the number of travellers arriving in the UK begins to increase, imported cases could begin to pose a larger and increased threat. This is because they could become a high proportion of the overall number of infections in the UK and therefore increase the spread of the disease. So with far fewer people being infected in this country and with the public having worked so hard to bring the R number down, any new arrivals entering the country with the disease during this next phase will have a much bigger impact, potentially causing a second wave. Now, this is, of course, a different story from when domestic transmission was at its peak and when overseas travel was at an all-time low. Led by the Prime Minister, the whole government has worked across all government departments, including with the devolved administration, to develop these measures. And we do not take these steps lightly. This is extremely challenging, and these are difficult times for the entire nation, as our freedoms have been sadly but necessarily curtailed. But we do not underestimate how hard these new restrictions will be for people up and down the country. To the latest on the plan to reopen schools in England and Downing Street has reconfirmed the government's plan to carry out a phased return from June the 1st. Scientific evidence has been published to try and convince teachers and parents it's safe for some children to go back. One place where there remains a high risk of infection from COVID-19 is in the North East. We spoke to Sunderland Council leader, Councillor Graham Miller, who thinks it's too soon to resume classes. With uh, our value in the North East and Sunderland being so high... I genuinely think uh, that was not the right thing to say and do because it has made uh, parents and carers and staff in schools very nervous and very concerned about is it going to be safe to go back to school. Now, my, my view is, and it has been through the whole crisis, is that people need to stay at home, stay safe and save lives. So we need people to make the best judgment for themselves and their loved ones on this. But the bottom line is that, is that schools will determine whether they open further or not, because that is what head teachers and boards of governors will do. My, my role as leader of the council is to basically say that I fully understand if people don't go or don't want to go back to school on the 1st of June because they do not think it's safe because they don't trust the advice that's been out there, and that is understandable. Let's round up some of the main headlines from other parts of the UK. Nicola Sturgeon is urging the public in Scotland to stick to the lockdown rules over the bank holiday weekend. She's reiterated the relaxing of the restrictions won't come into effect until next Thursday. Until then, there's no change. 
this is a really important point, that none of the changes uh, that we talked about yesterday are yet in place. During this bank holiday weekend and into next week, the current lockdown restrictions are still in place. Mark Drakeford says there will be no changes to the current lockdown rules in Wales before a review next week. The First Minister says when changes are made, they'll be modest and measured. He's also called on people to observe the lockdown rules over this weekend too. Here in the Welsh Government, we will review the regulations again at the end of next week based on the latest evidence and in line with the principles that we have set out in our framework and in our roadmap. And in Northern Ireland, there's been a further drop in the number of coronavirus-related deaths at care homes. 61 COVID-19-related deaths occurred during the week ending May the 15th. That's down from 80 in the previous week. Still to come, we get the experts' view on the lack of a bank holiday getaway, and there's the latest on Project Restart in football. Back in a moment. Goodwin Barrett has helped thousands of people get to the truth and the compensation they deserve. If you've lost money on a stocks and shares ISA sold by a bank, text LOST to 78900. Next tonight, it should have been the big getaway for the bank holiday, but with lockdown measures in place, that simply isn't happening. We spoke to Rob Dennis from the RAC on what it's going to be like on Britain's roads over the next few days. It's going to be anything but a standard end of May bank holiday this weekend. As just 10 million of us say we expect to conduct leisure journeys by car, that's nearly half the number who said the same thing last year. In fact, we expect it to be one of the quietest on major roads um, since we first started tracking people's plans uh, seven years ago, so particularly quiet on the roads. Of course, it will still be the case that some people will be making the most of the good weather. We can certainly expect some local routes um, into beaches in particular to be um, still particularly busy with problems with, uh, with parking, but nowhere near the standard volume of bank holiday traffic on all of our roads nationally um, that we'd expect in any other year. To sport now, and Premier League players have continued to train as part of the first tentative steps to try and get professional sport going again in the UK. Players have had to train socially distanced from their teammates. Brighton Chief Executive Paul Barber tells us how it's gone for his club. Um, well, I think it's an important first step in um, our movement towards getting games back on. Obviously, you know, the first stage of the training protocol was agreed um, unanimously by the shareholders, which was which was a positive step, and, and obviously the, the players are now adjusting to that protocol, which is which is obviously quite complex, quite detailed, um, but it's designed to keep them as safe as possible, uh, and that's obviously the most important thing right now. It's an adjustment, isn't it? Everybody's adjusting to something which they've never faced before. So each day that goes by, that adjustment will become easier. Um, you know, I, I don't like the phrase "the new normal," but we are. We are moving to something which is quite different, um, but it will become normal very soon for, for the players. Um, and, you know, we look forward to sort of working through, you know, the next stages and hopefully, um, you know, when it's as safe as it possibly can be to, to getting back playing Premier League matches. Now, with the country still in lockdown, new research has raised concerns about the well-being of staff as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Two in three employers are worried about their workers, with businesses having a duty of care to monitor and promote the well-being of their people. Paul Devoy is the CEO of Investors in People and has been looking into the issue. The biggest concern by far for employers is the mental health of their employees. They're also particularly worried about the feeling of isolation that they have because the vast majority of people are working from home now much more than we've had in the past. So they're concerned that they're feeling the isolation from their colleagues that their employees are feeling. I mean, there's a multitude of things going on. I think we underestimate how much people enjoy the social aspects of work, the general conversation over the 
coffee machine or at the water cooler, conversation with a colleague next to them. You know, work is a social setting as well as a work setting and just being physically at home all the time has great advantages, you know, in terms of work-life balance, but it also has some major downsides and people are not used to it. So adapting to that change can be quite difficult for some people. Looking at the positive, I think we've moved probably forward 10 years in terms of homework and or flexible working than we would have done had this crisis not hit. There's a phrase, isn't there, that necessity is the mother of invention and organisations have had no alternative but to adapt and employees have had no alternative but to adapt and deploy more flexible working approaches, particularly about working from home. But obviously it comes with its challenges. You know, from my own circumstances, I've got two teenage sons who are trying to be homeschooled. I've retreated to a shed at the bottom of the garden, which is lucky for me. But if you're in a flat with a family and partners are trying to work and they've got young children, there's a lot of pressures going on there. So for employers to really think about how they support their employees' well-being through this is incredibly important. A reminder of tonight's top stories. The government introduces strict quarantine laws to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phase return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. That's the latest. There's more on our website at Radio. The best music and chats 24 hours a day. Songs, nursery rhymes and story time. Book back sessions are free and inspire a love of reading. Join me, Julia, at the Childlike Reader for weekly book back sessions. With many activities now cancelled, I'm providing free online book back sessions on a voluntary basis through my YouTube channel to help fill the gap. Watch book bug on Wednesdays for preschoolers or book bug on Thursdays for babies. Subscribe to the Childlike Reader on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash the childlike reader in these difficult times many businesses are very much open for business and still need to communicate with their customers radio can help with the radio it's business as usual even when it's not business as usual Get your message across to your customers in the Mearns by calling 01569 766 406 or emailing sales at mearnsfm.org.uk. Radio advertising, it works. And coming soon to Port Lethen on 105.1 FM and on DAB Digital Radio across the northeast of Scotland. to promote your business, why not look into advertising and sponsorship with Merns FM? A variety of affordable packages are available for both sponsoring a show and advertising. To inquire, call on 01569 766 406 or email sales at mernsfm.org.uk. With the radio, you're always on the front page. Your voice, your music, your radio, Merns FM. Your voice, your music, your radio, Merns FM. Mr. Know-it-all, well, you think you know it all. 
mother said I'm too romantic She said you're dancing in the movies I almost started to believe her Then I saw you and I knew Maybe it's cause I got a little bit older Maybe it's all that I've been through I'd like to think it's how you lean on my shoulder And now I see myself with you I don't say you are But still you take my breath And still the things I know There you go Saving me from out of the cold Fire Desire together we'll win us. They say that we're out of control, and some say we're sinners. But don't let them ruin our beautiful rhythms. Cause when you unfold me and tell me you love me, and look in my eyes, you are perfection, my only direction. It's fire on fire. When we fight, we fight like lions But then we love and feel the truth We lose our minds in a city of roses We won't abide by any rules I don't say a word But still you take my breath And still the things I know Desire together we're winners. They say that we're out of control, and some say we're sinners. But don't let them ruin our beautiful rhythms.
Don't you get comfortable? Looking so hot, I think that I by far feel like it's my birthday, like Christmas Day came early. Just what I want, so when we move, you move. Get your back off the wall. Don't you get comfortable? Looking so hot, I think that I by far feel like it's my birthday, like Christmas Day came early. Just what I want, so when we move, you move. News Centre at 8. In the last hour, we've been told thousands of high street retailers, department stores and shopping centres across England could open again from the 15th of June. Outdoor markets and car showrooms can start trading again from next Monday. Boris Johnson says if businesses don't do everything to keep customers and staff safe, then they could be fined or even face going to jail. The Prime Minister says businesses which reopen will be required to follow social distancing rules. We will, of course, have the powers we need uh, to enforce compliance where that is required. I want people to be confident that they can shop safely provided they follow the social distancing rules for all premises. Meanwhile, the PM's chief advisor says he doesn't regret his actions during the lockdown. Dominic Cummings travelled 260 miles from London to Durham, insisting it was because he was worried he and his wife could get COVID-19 and struggled to get their son looked after. First, I was worried that if my wife and I were both seriously ill, possibly hospitalised, there was nobody in London that we could reasonably ask to look after our child and expose themselves to COVID. My wife had felt on the edge of not being able to look after him safely a few hours earlier. The three of them went to Barnard Castle 30 minutes away to check he was well enough to drive home. Labour's criticised Mr Cummings, saying people at least wanted an apology. Alistair Campbell's former spin doctor to Labour PM Tony Blair and wasn't impressed with Mr Cummings. The excuses were unbelievably threadbare. I thought the whole thing about, I think he was saying that he, he went for a drive to Barnard Castle to see whether his eyes were up to a longer journey. 
That struck me as quite extraordinary. The number of people to die with COVID-19 in the UK has risen to 36,914. Another 121 deaths have been recorded in 24 hours. And Premier League clubs are expected to give the go-ahead to the introduction of Phase 2 of training on Wednesday. The government's given approval for close contact training. That's the latest. I'm Kevin Gover. Linking communities together across the Mearns. This is Mearns FM. Take it back, take it back, take it back.
confidence is a preference for the habitual voyeur of what is known as A morning suit can be avoided if you take a route straight through what is known as John's got brewer's fruit, he gets intimidated by the dirty pigeons They love a bit of him Who's that gut lord marching? You should cut down on your pork life, mate Get some exercise Except on Wednesdays when I get rudely awakened by the dustman I put my trousers on, have a cup of tea And I think about leaving the house I feed the pigeons, I sometimes feed the sparrows too It gives me a sense of enormous well-being And then I'm happy for the rest of the day Safe in the knowledge there will always be a bit of my heart devoted to it Radio Moans FM.
door Nothing left to see If it hurts and you can't take no more Lay it all on me No, you don't have to keep it under lock and key Cause I will never let you down And if you can't escape all your uncertainty Baby, I can show you how
the Aberdeenshire signposting project is a free, confidential and non-judgmental service which works with people throughout Aberdeenshire to help find solutions to the non-medical issues affecting their quality of life, mood and well-being. We can be contacted by phoning 01467 628713 or by going online to signpostingproject.org.uk and filling in the online referral forum. No need to get steamed up when seeking a reputable and reliable local bathroom company. Forfer Bathrooms of 72 Castle Street Forfer, with over two decades of experience, can not only meet your needs, but demonstrate the most modern developments in bath and shower technology in the extensive 21-unit demonstration area. Services include advice and planning, full in-house installation services with a highly experienced and skilled team of installers who take pride in maintaining work to the highest of standards. Many products have a lifetime guarantee and Forfa Bathrooms offer a five-year guarantee installation warranty. Forfa Bathrooms takes pride in keeping abreast of the rapid developments of innovative bathroom and shower unit technology by producing a monthly brochure that can be obtained from the showroom at 72 Castle Street, Forfer. Prices will be reduced by 10% if you state that you heard of Forfer Bathrooms by listening to Merns FM. Forfer Bathrooms, 72 Castle Street, Forfer. Phone or fax 01307 461 646 or email sales at forferbathrooms.com. Hello, Mike Marwick here on Merns FM, inviting you to join me for On The Weekend, live on Sunday mornings at the brand new time of 10am. It's two hours of a whole mix of music, folk, country, Americana, album tracks, old 45s, including music from the likes of Bowie, Fleetwood Mac, Van Morrison, The Corries, it's a bit of everything, all designed to keep your weekend feeling good. Hope you can join me here on Merns FM, live on Sundays from 10 till noon for On The Weekend. Moans FM.
when you called me weird, we was in math class, third row. I was sitting by you. Right before Mr. Ammon's class. Cause my mama couldn't afford new J's polo, thrift store, thrift clothes. That was all I knew. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six. I was like, damn. But even back then, with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was the...
From Radio News Hub, I'm John Francis. The government introduces strict quarantine rules to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phase return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. Good evening. The government's introduced strict rules for people entering the UK. From June the 8th, anyone entering the country will have to spend two weeks in quarantine. Anyone who breaks the rules will face a fine. The move's been criticised by the airline industry. And one question to Home Secretary Priti Patel is why now? The answer as to why we're bringing these measures in now is simple. It is to protect that hard-won progress and prevent a devastating resurgence in the second wave of the virus. We are following the science and introducing public health measures that are supported by SAGE. This will require international arrivals to self-isolate for 14 days. That is the incubation period of the virus. So that if people have become infected overseas, we can limit the spread of the virus at home. And as we are taking this action, we are taking it at a time when it will be the most effective. Passenger arrivals have been down by 99% compared to the previous year. Now we are past the peak of this virus, we must take steps to guard against imported cases, triggering a resurgence of this deadly disease. And as the transmission rate across the United Kingdom falls and the number of travellers arriving in the UK begins to increase, imported cases could begin to pose a larger and increased threat. This is because they could become a high proportion of the overall number of infections in the UK and therefore increase the spread of the disease. So with far fewer people being infected in this country and with the public having worked so hard to bring the R number down, any new arrivals entering the country with the disease during this next phase will have a much bigger impact, potentially causing a second wave. Now, this is, of course, a different story from when domestic transmission was at its peak and when overseas travel was at an all-time low. Led by the Prime Minister, the whole government has worked across all government departments, including with the devolved administration, to develop these measures. And we do not take these steps lightly. This is extremely challenging, and these are difficult times for the entire nation, as our freedoms have been sadly but necessarily curtailed. But we do not underestimate how hard these new restrictions will be for people up and down the country. To the latest on the plan to reopen schools in England and Downing Street has reconfirmed the government's plan to carry out a phased return from June the 1st. Scientific evidence has been published to try and convince teachers and parents it's safe for some children to go back. One place where there remains a high risk of infection from COVID-19 is in the northeast. We spoke to Sunderland Council leader, Councillor Gray Miller, who thinks it's too soon to resume classes. With uh, our value in the northeast and Sunderland being so high, I genuinely think uh, that was not the right thing to say and do because it has made uh, parents and carers and staff in schools very nervous and very concerned about is it going to be safe to go back to school. Now, my, my view is, and it has been through the whole crisis, is that people need to stay at home, stay safe and save lives. So we need people to make the best judgment for themselves and their loved ones on this. But the bottom line is that, is that schools will determine whether they open further or not, because that is what head teachers and boards of governors will do. My, my role as leader of the council 
is to basically say that I fully understand if people don't go or don't want to go back to school on the 1st of June because they do not think it's safe because they don't trust the advice that's been out there, and that is understandable. Let's round up some of the main headlines from other parts of the UK. Nicola Sturgeon is urging the public in Scotland to stick to the lockdown rules over the bank holiday weekend. She's reiterated the relaxing of the restrictions won't come into effect until next Thursday. Until then, there's no change. This is a really important point, that none of the changes uh, that we talked about yesterday are yet in place. During this bank holiday weekend and into next week, the current lockdown restrictions are still in place. Mark Drakeford says there'll be no changes to the current lockdown rules in Wales before a review next week. The First Minister says when changes are made, they'll be modest and measured. He's also called on people to observe the lockdown rules over this weekend too. Here in the Welsh Government... We will review the regulations again at the end of next week based on the latest evidence and in line with the principles that we have set out in our framework and in our roadmap. And in Northern Ireland, there's been a further drop in the number of coronavirus-related deaths at care homes. 61 COVID-19-related deaths occurred during the week ending May the 15th. That's down from 80 in the previous week. Still to come, we get the experts' view on the lack of a bank holiday getaway, and there's the latest on Project Restart in football. Back in a moment. Goodwin Barrett has helped thousands of people get to the truth and the compensation they deserve. If you've lost money on a stocks and shares ISA sold by a bank, text LOST to 78900. Next tonight, it should have been the big getaway for the bank holiday, but with lockdown measures in place, that simply isn't happening. We spoke to Rob Dennis from the RAC on what it's going to be like on Britain's roads over the next few days. It's going to be anything but a standard end of May bank holiday this weekend. As just 10 million of us say we expect to conduct leisure journeys by car, that's nearly half the number who said the same thing last year. In fact, we expect it to be one of the quietest on major roads um, since we first started tracking people's plans uh, seven years ago, so particularly quiet on the roads. Of course, it will still be the case that some people will be making the most of the good weather. We can certainly expect some local routes um, into beaches in particular to be um, still particularly busy with problems with, uh, with parking, but nowhere near the standard volume of bank holiday traffic on all of our roads nationally um, that we'd expect in any other year. To sport now, and Premier League players have continued to train as part of the first tentative steps to try and get professional sport going again in the UK. Players have had to train socially distanced from their teammates. Brighton Chief Executive Paul Barber tells us how it's gone for his club. Um, well, I think it's an important first step in um, our movement towards getting games back on. Obviously, you know, the first stage of the training protocol was agreed um, unanimously by the shareholders, which was which was a positive step, and, and obviously the, the players are now adjusting to that protocol, which is which is obviously quite complex, quite detailed, um, but it's designed to keep them as safe as possible, uh, and that's obviously the most important thing right now. It's an adjustment, isn't it? Everybody's adjusting to something which they've never faced before. So each day that goes by, that adjustment will become easier. Um, you know, I, I don't like the phrase "the new normal," but we are. We are moving to something which is quite different, um, but it will become normal very soon for, for the players. Um, and, you know, we look forward to sort of working through, you know, the next stages and hopefully, um, you know, when it's as safe as it possibly can be to, to getting back playing Premier League matches. Now, with the country still in lockdown, new research has raised concerns about the well-being of staff as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Two in three employers are worried about their workers, with businesses having a duty of care to monitor and promote the well-being of their people. Paul Devoy is the CEO of Investors in People and has been looking into the issue. 
the biggest concern by far for employers is the mental health of their employees. They're also particularly worried about the feeling of isolation that they have because the vast majority of people are working from home now much more than we've had in the past. So they're concerned that they're feeling the isolation from their colleagues that their employees are feeling. I mean, there's a multitude of things going on. I think we underestimate how much people enjoy the social aspects of work, the general conversation over the coffee machine or at the water cooler, conversation with a colleague next to them. You know, work is a social setting as well as a work setting. And just being physically at home all the time has great advantages, you know, in terms of work-life balance, but it also has some major downsides and people are not used to it. So adapting to that change can be quite difficult for some people. Looking at the positive, I think we've moved probably forward 10 years in terms of homework and or flexible working than we would have done had this crisis not hit. There's a phrase, isn't there, that necessity is a mother of invention and organisations have had no alternative but to adapt and employees have had no alternative but to adapt and deploy more flexible working approaches, particularly about working from home. But obviously it comes with its challenges. You know, from my own circumstances, I've got two teenage sons who are trying to be homeschooled. I've retreated to a shed at the bottom of the garden, which is lucky for me. But if you're in a flat with a family and partners are trying to work and they've got young children, there's a lot of pressures going on there. So for employers to really think about how they support their employees' well-being through this is incredibly important. A reminder of tonight's top stories. The government introduces strict quarantine laws to prevent a second peak of COVID-19. Scientific reasons are presented to back up the planned phased return to school. It's predicted to be quieter than normal this bank holiday on the roads, and there are concerns for employees' mental health as many continue to work from home. That's the latest. There's more on our website. The best music and chats 24 hours a day. We understand that many in our community are facing situations that are completely unexpected and out of their control. Your local Citizens Advice Bureau in Kincardine and Mayers is here to help. You may not have had to use our services before, but we are here for everyone in our community. We can offer you a phone appointment and can give you advice on the following. Employment issues, benefits and the new government support schemes, housing, money issues including debts and consumer issues. Call us on our new free phone number 0800 028 1032 0800 028 1032 or visit camcab.org.uk. In these difficult times, many businesses are very much open for business and still need to communicate with their customers. Radio can help. With the radio, it's business as usual, even when it's not business as usual. Get your message across to your customers in the Mearns by calling 01569 766 406 or emailing sales at mearnsfm.org.uk. Radio advertising, it works. And coming soon to Port Lethen on 105.1 FM and on DAB Digital Radio across the northeast of Scotland. on Mairns FM every Saturday morning between 10 and 12 with Colin Lawson Transport. Good music and good humour makes a great, great morning. Faz he. Your voice, your music, your radio. Mearns FM. 
I can see it in your eyes You're locking up your mind You wanna turn around and run I wanna say this every time When I'm waving from the wine But I always bite my tongue I know you've been through some shit What's love got to do with it? It's okay, we've all been hurt
as I lie here, thinking of you, I realize that nothing is new.
a better mix of music. Peter Cairn, Ochimblay, Montrose. This is Mern's FM News. From the Scanny Centre at nine, the Prime Minister set a reopening day to the 15th of June for non-essential retailers in England.